Welcome to Unlocking the Truth, a podcast where we discover God's truth for ourselves by studying His Word in order to lead us to a personal transformational relationship with God. Here's Mark Sheldrake with the podcast series, Ignite Your Passion for God. Hello, everyone. It's Mark Sheldrake here, and this is another episode of Unlocking the Truth podcast. So glad you can participate with us online. Hopefully you are tuning in, whether it be through our website, iTunes, SoundCloud, or the Precept app. It doesn't matter. I'm just glad you're here, that you're participating. Hopefully you're one of the folks that have been studying through the 40-minute book with us, Ignite Your Passion for God. This is the last episode on Ignite, and then in the new year, we're moving to the book of Philippians. So the Philippians podcast will launch in January, and hopefully you'll tune in and study with us. We want you to participate in the Bible study that's going on and uh, be encouraged and use the podcast as an, a time to see and confirm what you are learning in the scriptures. Folks, we are up in our game at Precept Ministries Canada. We are now working with a new podcast recorder. We're hoping that the sound quality comes through a lot better. We've heard that maybe it comes through too low at some times or maybe only in one year, whatever it is. We have really uh, developed this new piece of equipment we've got that we purchased to be able to use. And folks, let me tell you, I can't wait to start using this thing on a regular basis. I've been playing around with it a little bit. You know what we can do? We can cause people to applaud. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. So glad that you are joining us today. Oh my goodness, we can have, hey, when things uh, go, maybe I might have a dad joke that doesn't go too well. Oh, wow, we've got a drummer. Anyway, I'm not going to play around with that anymore today, but my thought was that as we continue to work through podcasts, maybe I should record somebody in the background yelling amen, right? Amen. Way to way to speak it. That's exactly what we want to hear. Go, Lord. We can have that all recorded in there. But uh, hopefully this um, tool that we have will produce a higher quality uh, sound for you, and then we uh, can make sure that uh, God's Word is getting out to the people. Let me pray, and then I want to dig into this week's topic. Father, we do thank you for the opportunity we have to serve you and be uh, participants in the gospel together. We pray for this tool, this podcast, and the equipment that we have that uh, you would use it to bring glory and honor to you throughout our country and even some of the other countries that are listening in. We pray that uh, those doing the Bible study, they too have been encouraged by what the Holy Spirit has been showing them through the study of their word. So, Father, I pray that uh, you would be with us now as we walk through this final week of Ignite Your Passion for God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, folks, we have come to the end, as I've said. We we're, we've worked through five episodes already on ways to ignite your passion for God. The first one, of course, was you've got to get rid of the garbage in your life. You've got to get rid of all the idols that you have that are hindering your growth and your passion and your fire for the Lord. The second is you really got to fall in love with God's Word. You have to really be able to, to dig into God's Word and understand God's Word and it is a book that you can study and learn for yourself. Right now I'm teaching probably around 90 students in the book of Revelation, and it is just amazing to watch these students engage in a book that so many people are afraid to study. And so here you have 
this idea that you have to fall in love with God's Word. And when you fall in love with God's Word and you study it regularly, you will hear His voice. And this will ignite a passion for you uh, in knowing God better. We also looked at the importance of prayer and how important it is to be in communication with God and praying and seeing how answered prayer can ignite our passion for God. We also looked at the importance of worship. So we've looked at worship and what is true worship and how do we truly worship and honor God? Well, we do that through obedience and obeying Him, right? Then we also have looked at service. So we've looked at how serving can ignite our passion for God. It shouldn't be the, what I, is our identifier, but it should be the outcome of our relationship with Jesus, is we just want to serve. We just want to go out and do things for the kingdom of God and his glory. And so this was the last episode, and now this one here, this one stings. This one hurts. I, I, you know, as I was looking through, I was like, man, this one can really, really cause some, some pain if we really pay attention to it. Because if you are one of the folks listening here in North America, that's, you know, all of the United States and Canada, if you're, if you're listening, we, we really don't fully understand what it means to be uncomfortable, I mean, we're living right now in a time where I think that this discomfort is really starting to come. Uh, we're just at the beginning of the the tipping point of what's really going to be uncomfortable for Christians in the in the future. We're seeing uh, agendas that are driven forward that are anti-gospel, that are anti-Bible. And, and these things are starting to be worshipped in our world. And, and Christians are going to start in the very near future. I don't know when. I'm just convinced the very near future, we are going to be in the midst of suffering and persecution for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, I don't think that we're fully there yet. I, in Canada, I haven't seen uh, governments telling us to to completely keep our mouths shut from preaching the gospel. Uh, some have tried to use COVID as one of those things that, okay, the gospel is completely being suppressed. Uh, I don't think that the gospel has completely been suppressed through COVID-19 pandemic. I believe that uh, churches and people have had to get creative in how the gospel has gotten out. They've had to go online uh, where that where we've suffered more than anything is not in the gospel moving forward. It's in the community of the gospel where we as a body of Christ come together in the church for um, corporate worship on a Sundays. I think that right there has been the biggest problem that we've faced over the last two years with some of these lockdowns. But the gospel, the gospel is still moving forward. Uh, I'm going to be super concerned, as I was just saying to my barber today, is that when, when we're told not to preach the gospel anymore, like, like in the book of Acts, don't, when they were told to stop preaching the gospel or face prison, uh, then we know that the suffering and the persecution is upon us. 
And I still believe that the apostles were facing an even greater persecution than we in North America are facing right now uh, through the COVID-19 pandemic and what's happening in churches where some pastors are saying this is complete gospel suppression. And, and you know what? Some of these guys have just stopped preaching the gospel altogether, and they're preaching more about, about uh, the government and how we need to be against the government, which is not serving our purpose and our mission. And I can't wait to get into uh, the book of Philippians with you in January, because we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about being mission-focused and mission-oriented and looking at the life of Paul with that. But in the case we hear now, I'm trying to be super careful in not covering the book of Philippians this week. And then in just a couple weeks, we're going to launch Philippians, and then you'll be right in, and you'll be like, well, I already heard this once. Now I don't need to listen to Philippians. So that's what we're really trying to avoid here. But the reality is that one way that we can truly ignite our passion for God is getting out of our comfort zone. We are so comfortable where we are in the things that we're doing that when we get too comfortable, it creates apathy. But when we're mission-driven, when we're so focused on the gospel, and I've said this many times in in the podcast, that when our focus is on populating heaven and plundering hell, that we are willing to go into places and do things that we would never believe is possible by the power of the Holy Spirit. We'll have courage to go out and share the gospel with people, Uh, no matter what. Again, I was speaking this week with one of our board members who's going through uh, cancer treatments right now, and and nurses are coming into her home, and she is just preaching the gospel to these people. Any opportunity she gets, she said, I'm just looking for an open door to share the gospel with these people. Why? Because that is of the most importance. And sometimes, sometimes we are so, and I've mentioned this last week, we're so worried about what to say and what to do and how to say it and when to do it that we are afraid to put ourselves out there into a position where we might want to suffer for the purposes of Jesus Christ. Uh, We have friends within Precept. We have people who are doing international work that put their life in harm's way each and every day for the purpose of getting more people into God's Word. I mean, we don't know that. I mean, I have sat in a Starbucks just down the street in my house with my Bible open, writing sermons for Sundays, and people leave me alone. Whereas in China, we have people who are trying to teach inductive Bible studies over Zoom, and the the limits on the internet are put to the put to the test and the government starts to, to pull back the internet so that the message can't get out into the zoom room and the zoom room gets collapses and closes i mean the stuff that's happening on the other side of the world in comparison to what we face on a regular basis that i don't think that many Um, of the people that I've met who are serving overseas are struggling with apathy because they are in the midst of the war and they are not in their pew just sitting there doing going through the motions of church they are out there reaching and impacting people for the gospel and they're putting themselves out there with no fear 
of facing suffering and persecution because they're mission-focused. And we're going to look at that today, is if we want to ignite our passion for God, we've got to be involved in service, not only in service in the church, but be able to put ourselves out there in the hopes or in the fact that, you know what, because we put ourselves out there for the gospel of Jesus, we might, we might face suffering and persecution. And when suffering and persecution comes, there's two responses. All right? So I've seen this over and over within the church. Two responses to suffering and persecution. One, get fired up, get excited, keep pressing on, not going to stop no matter what happens. Two, run like crazy and get away from the persecution no matter what, because you know what? It's hot, it hurts, and you don't want to be a part of it anymore. All right, let's dig into the text, and I want to take us first to the book of Matthew. And so in the book of Matthew, Jesus is getting ready to send out his uh, disciples, and this is what he tells his disciples uh, what's going to happen to them when they head out into service for him. All right, Matthew chapter 10, verses 16 to 23. All right. This is amazing. First of all, before we even get there, this is this is like the greatest offer nobody wants, right? It's like, hey, become a Christian. We we have this uh one gospel that says everything's going to be life is rosy no matter what. Then we have this other this other presentation that Jesus gives, which is the true gospel that when you follow after fat follow after Jesus, there's going to be suffering and persecution. Behold, disciples, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be shrewd as serpents, innocent as doves, but beware of men, for they will hand you over to the courts and scourge you in their synagogues. And you will even be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they hand you over, do not worry about how or what you are to say, for it will be given to you in that hour what you are to say. For it is not you who speak, but it is the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. Brother will betray brother to death, and father and his child and children will rise up against his parents and cause them to be put to death. You'll be hated by all because of my name, but it is the one who is endured to the end that w- who will be saved." Whenever they persecute you in one city, flee to the next, for truly I say to you, you will not finish going through the cities of Israel until the Son of Man comes. All right, let's look at this text and just a couple of things. All right, first of all, this is what Jesus is telling the disciples before he sends them out to do ministry. All right, so he he wasn't, we call this front-loading. We're going to tell you exactly what's going to happen to you when you go out, uh, and then they still go out. Okay, so look what he says. First, he says that he's sending him out in the midst of wolves. All right, so just a couple weeks ago, uh, here I am. I'm, I'm an avid runner. I'm running on the trail, and I look up on the trail, and I'm thinking, oh, man, that dog is funny looking. It's got a big tail on it, a big bushy tail. And I get closer, and it's looking at me, and, and we're kind of having a stare down. It's not moving. I'm not moving. And I'm starting to get nervous, and yet I'm much bigger than this this dog that's in front of me, but this dog's no dog. It's a coyote. 
And so here, here are the coyotes running on the trail. And so I say to my friend, hey, I saw a coyote this morning. He says, oh, my goodness, be careful. Because when you're out running, if one coyote will run away. But if coyotes are in a group or in a pack, they're pretty dangerous. They'll, they'll attack you. He says they're like wolves. Wolves will attack you. And here we have, in this situation, Jesus is telling them, you're like sheep. You're like sheep that, you know, are going to go out into the world, and out in the world is your enemy. And your enemy's sole purpose is to feed on you. So he says, be, be, shrewd, as, be shrewd as serpents and innocents of doves. Like, be alert. Pay attention to the fact that when you go out, your enemy wants to destroy you. Uh, Satan does not want the gospel to go forward. He wants more people to come into allegiance with him. And so anytime we go out and we start doing things for God, we're going to see opposition. This opposition, again, can do two things. It can cause us to, to want to do more, or it can cause us to want to stop. Do you know where we saw a great example of this in Scripture? Opposition came in the book of Ezra, and when opposition came in Ezra, they stopped building the temple. I mean, it was decreed by, that, by Cyrus for them to build this temple. Everything was set for, them to, for the Israelites to build this, this temple during Ezra's time, but as the enemy came against them, they stopped working. And what God had to do was God had to go in and send Haggai in and tell them to get back to work. Uh, we also saw the opposition like this when, when the work of God was happening, when the walls were being built in the book of Nehemiah. So as they built the walls in Nehemiah, opposition came and tried to stop them from doing the work. It's, this is what Jesus is telling us, that when you go out, you are going to have wolves, and you are going to have them around you, and so you need to be aware. Be on alert. I can't help but think back to my childhood with these uh, cartoons that were out, the, the Looney Tunes cartoons, showing my age now for sure, because I don't even think those are on anymore. Wiley Coyote and they, the dog uh, that dressed as a sheep in these series of cartoons. Wiley Coyote's sole purpose in these cartoons was to get a sheep and feed off it. But the dog was there protecting them and making sure that the coyote never got at the sheep. This is, this is the path that happens. There is a predator and a prey, and when believers go out, we are the prey. We want to be preyed upon by the enemy and so Jesus tells us to be alert. Okay, look, he says, beware of men. Okay, these men, they're not going to like the message you have. So what they're going to want to do is they're going to want to hand you over to the courts. They're going to beat you for the gospel of Jesus Christ in their synagogues. You'll be brought before kings and leaders. Why? Because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right, he says all of these things, and then he tells us with the word but— all right. So understand this before we go any further. The very fact is that when we begin to take the gospel out into the world, even into our families, our communities, to people who are not saved, we are going to be their enemy and they're going to try and stop us from preaching the gospel. Uh, Satan does not want that to happen. He doesn't want people to be saved. He wants people to bow to them, of course. That's what, I've, that's what I'm saying through this whole thing. Okay, but look what he says in the contrast in verse 19. But when they hand you over, <laughs> okay, it doesn't say you might be handed over, you might have this happen to you. When? 
when they hand you over, in that time when you are before governors, when you are before kings, when you are about to be scourged and beaten for the gospel, when you do all, when all of these things happen to you, when you suck, have suffering and persecution for your faith in Jesus Christ, he tells you, don't worry about how you are to answer those people and what you are to say. Because in that time, you will be given exactly what is need to be said. The answer will be given to you. You know, when Jesus was scourged and he was beaten and he was brought before kings, he was silent. It's okay for us to, to, to wait upon the Lord for the words that we need to have. He says, brother, look at, he also tells us, uh, for it is not you who is going to speak, but it is the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in you, and the Father will be speaking in and through us during that time. So we have to have faith that as we go out, that when we face persecution and suffering for the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we have the power of the Holy Spirit within us as saved believers, and that the Father will give us the right words to say at the right time that we need them to answer for our faith. So there's a lot of faith in the passage that we're looking at. There's a lot of reliance on God, but there is something that's very clear when you go out. So we do have to go out, and we have to do these things, and we have to be prepared, because sometimes it's going to be very uncomfortable, and we're going to face suffering and persecution. All right, brother will betray brother to death, father his child, and his children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. Uh, When we stand for the truth of the gospel, when we are people who live for the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's even going to separate families. It's even going to cause division within the family. Maybe for you who's listening right now, this has been the greatest suffering and persecution that you have faced as a believer of Jesus Christ, that it's coming from within your own family. Easter, Thanksgiving, birthdays, barbecues in the summer, whatever the case may be, that when you get together with your family and those that are unsaved, is it awkward? You know, you try to talk about the things of God and people people shut it down. I don't want to hear that stuff. That kind of that that religion stuff, that faith stuff, that's not for me. And and you're pushed off to the side. You you want to know something? I have family members. I have family members that don't don't want to have a conversation with me because of the very thought that I might bring up Jesus. Am I going to bring up Jesus? Absolutely, I'm going to bring up Jesus because mission first. This is the reality that uh, even following after Jesus and serving for the gospel of Jesus Christ is going to divide families because our allegiances are different. Theirs is to the world and ours is to Jesus Christ. Look what he says in verse 22. He says, you will be hated by all because of my name, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Uh, This is a common thread all the way through the book of Leviticus. And we see through, not Leviticus, Revelation, sorry. We see see through the Revelation, he who overcomes, he who endures, uh, all the rewards will be given to him. The reality is, okay, if you've never heard this before in your entire life, maybe you 
you've heard a different gospel that's brought you to the point of coming and getting involved in precept ministries. Whatever you've heard before, this is laying down the truth. Okay, We're unlocking the truth in this podcast right now, that if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you are going to suffer. You are going to be persecuted for your faith. You are going to be hated for the world by the world. And the reality is, hang on in faith. The re- reward is coming. And therefore, don't lose heart. The gospel is an offensive gospel. Why? Because it tells people who are unsaved that they are headed for the wrath of God. And those who are saved receive the great eternal reward. So when you take this offensive message out to people who aren't saved and people who aren't ready to hear it, it's, it's offensive to them. It's contrary to what the world is teaching now and what the Beatles wrote in their songs. All you need is love, right? Oh, I should have had that in the little clip. I'm not going to keep singing. All right, but all you need is love. God is love. God is love. God is love. A loving God would never bring his wrath upon people. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible clearly says that those who are not saved, those who are unrighteous, will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's the offense of the gospel, that not all get to participate in the kingdom of heaven. And so when we start to have these conversations, what makes it offensive is people start thinking we're judging them for bringing the gospel, but the reality is we have their heart and their soul in mind, and we want to see them a part of the population of heaven and not a part of the population of hell. But it becomes offensive. Sitting in a workshop once in Calgary, working through these very scriptures, and just watching as the light bulb went on for one of the students who said, and this is why my family, my family dinners are so difficult. Because the gospel is offensive and people are going to hate me for my faith. But we have to be willing to stand, step out and continue to do that and suffer for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let me take you to the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 5, we have a story regarding the first building of the church. And in the building of the church, we start to see that the gospel in its offense is causing the apostles to suffer for the gospel. All right, Acts chapter 5 verses 27 to 35, and then we'll go into verses 38 to 42. Listen to what is happening here, and this is involving uh, Peter, the apostle Peter. All right, so in verse 27, uh, it says, When they had brought them, all right, so this is Peter, and they stood them before the council, the high priest questioned them. Okay, now what did Jesus say? In Matthew chapter 10, you'll be brought before leaders and kings. Well, here's Peter brought before leaders and kings. Okay, when they had brought them, they stood them before the council. The high priest questioned them, saying, We gave you strict orders to not continue uh, teaching in this name, which is in the name of Jesus Christ. Yet you filled Jerusalem with your teaching and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostle answered, this is the best, all right? You've got to underline this in your Bible. We must obey God rather than man. 
All right, so the high priest and the people are telling him, we told you to stop preaching in the name of Jesus. What does Peter say? Don't care what you say. We must obey God. And in Acts chapter 1, God, Jesus told them before he ascended into heaven that they would be his witnesses. We looked at this last week. That they would be his witnesses and they would go to all Judea, Samaria, and to the entire world preaching what they had witnessed, which was death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Peter says, and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom had put to death by hanging him on the cross. He's the one who God exalted to his right hand as the prince and the savior to grant repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sin. And we are his witness of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. Do you see what he does there? It's absolutely amazing. It is so cool. Hey, you need to stop preaching in the name of Jesus. He says, no, I'm not going to stop preaching in the name of Jesus. I'm going to obey God rather than obey men. And then he preaches the gospel to them. And when he preaches the gospel to them, he shows by which authority they have to preach. And he says, we are his witnesses. We saw these things firsthand. And the Holy Spirit that's within us uh, we must obey him. Now, I love the next part of this passage because what what happens is, you know, don't preach in my name. They preach in his name. And it says, when they heard this, they cut to the quick and they intended to kill Peter and the apostles. Do you see the response? The gospel is going forward and the immediate response is kill him. We got to kill him. They're not listening to us. So, and then it says, but the Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, respected by all people, stood up in the council and gave orders to not, to put the men outside for a short time. And he said, men of Israel, take care what you propose to do with these men. For some time ago, uh, Theodos rose up claiming to be somebody and the group of about 400 men joined with him, but he was killed and all who followed him were dispersed and came to nothing. Uh, then in verse 38, uh, verse 37, After the man Judas of Galilee rose up in the days of the census and drew away some people after him, he too perished, and all those who followed him were scattered. So in the present case, I say to you, stay away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or action is of men, it will be overthrown. But it, if this is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them, or else you may even be found fighting against God. They took his advice after calling the apostles and flogged them and ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus, and they released them. All right, so there's a lot happening in this passage. But the most important thing is the gospel was being preached. They were, the apostles were told not to preach the gospel, and they intended to kill them. That was their immediate response to get them to stop preaching the gospel. Then a mediator stepped in and said, to just leave them alone and let them do it, because if this was of God's plan, nothing was going to stop God's plan for the gospel moving forward. But if it was of men, it would just disappear and would not continue. These men, they took the advice— but then they didn't just let them go. They beat them. 
They beat them for the gospel of Jesus Christ, hoping that that would put the fear in them to not continue to preach anymore. And then look at what happened. They were released, and in verse 41, it tells us, they went away uh, on their way from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they had been considered worthy to suffer shame for his name. And every day in the temple and from the house to house, they kept right on teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. You know, Matthew chapter 10 tells us that when we are sent out, we're going to be like sheep in the midst of wolves. That when we preach the gospel, we're going to be scourged, beaten, persecuted, and suffer for the gospel of Jesus Christ. That families are going to be separated because of our pursuit of the gospel and sharing the gospel with others. That we are going to be hated because of the name of Jesus Christ. And then we see here in Peter and the apostles, when they're preaching, they're told to shut up and never to speak the name of Jesus again, and they can't. They have to obey God over man, and then they get beaten for it. And what does happens? What is the result? They leave that beating, rejoicing that they were worthy to be beaten for the gospel. Do you see it? Jesus front-loaded. He front-loaded in the ministry and told the disciples, this is exactly what's going to happen to you. And when it did come true and happen to them, they were so fired up, they wanted to keep preaching the gospel. Do you see it? Do you see it? Here's the thing we need to understand, folks. That, yes, Peter and the apostles were people who lived and walked the beaches and sailed in the boats with Jesus Christ. They saw his death, burial, and resurrection face to face. Peter looked at Jesus as he was beaten and denied him three times. And then at a wonderful fish breakfast, Jesus restored Peter and then called him to go out and be an apostle and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. This amazing experience that Peter had in life. We too have had that experience in that in that change, in that transformation when the gospel gripped us. And when we get into the word of God, when we study it, when we pray and we understand the importance of worship, that the result is that we want to serve. And a part of serving is that we're going to face persecution. And in all of those things, they just keep stoking the fire more and more and more that we want to do more and more and more for Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, that when we step out of our comfort zones and we, we are willing to go places that nobody else will go, that we will have a passion and a fire ignited in us when we know that we have been considered worthy enough to be persecuted for the gospel like Peter and, Peter and the apostles did. But you know what we get are caught on? Do you know what we get focused on? Not on the worthiness to be preaching the gospel. We're focused on the beating. Ooh, that'll hurt. I don't know. I don't know if I want to get beaten for the gospel. Ah, arrested? 
arrested for the gospel? Who that? Uh, oh man, lose my job for the gospel? Oh, I don't. Hmm. Got to rethink this now because I kind of really like my my life the way it is. I I like the opportunity I have to share the gospel with other Christians because they they like they like to hear the things of God, but when I really, why would I really want to stump out of my comfort zone? Because if I were really wanting to step out of my comfort zone, it might hurt out there. Yeah, it's going to hurt. I promise you that. Wait a minute, I don't have to promise you that it's going to hurt. Jesus promised you that it's going to hurt. That's what he told the disciples in Matthew chapter 10. You see, the reality is that we become apathetic when we don't step out. We just go through the motions of church. We talk about church with the church people. We talk about the gospel with the church people. Because nobody really likes to feel rejected. Can you see it in the culture around us right now? I have said from the pulpit in churches in the last number of months and from this podcast, we're in the most polarizing time in my entire life. But it's all about not being rejected. It's all about everybody having equal equal part and i understand i understand all of this i understand where the people uh, are coming from in the different the different discussions that are going on but in in from my biblical lens from from my biblical lens that i'm looking through i'm looking at a world that so desperately needs jesus christ but as Christians, not enough of us are stepping out into the world to preach the gospel knowing that we're going to be persecuted and suffer for it. There are those in the world that are doing it, but I believe in North America, we, we need to have a greater voice for the gospel of Jesus Christ in the world because right now I'm seeing the agenda of the devil roll right over anything that's biblical. I'm not talking about going and protesting and stepping out in that way to with signs that talk about government suppression and all of these different things that are going on. I'm talking going out with the gospel of John and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to those that are around us so that we can populate heaven and plunder hell and know that when I start to do things like this and put myself out there with the gospel, that it's going to hurt. I can tell you that from this very podcast, not this episode, but from this podcast, when I have talked about the biblical view of marriage, I have gotten emails upon emails coming back to me, and some people even told me to stop beating a dead horse over the biblical view of marriage. I mean, this thing's going out over all the internet. Who knows, at any point, at any time, 
this podcast could be turned off because it's preaching the gospel. I want to look at one more passage uh, of being worthy to be in the gospel, and that comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 1. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul begins to lay out his life and everything that's happened to him uh, for the gospel of Jesus. He, he, he puts a list together, and I, it's not a bragging list, but it's a reality of what's happened to him in his life for um, Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul puts out uh, a sort of a biography of the things that has happened to him for the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know these passages if you've studied Corinthians. Three times I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked. Night and day I spent in the deep, been on frequent journeys in dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from countrymen, dangers from Gentiles, dangers in the cities and in the wilderness, dangers on the sea, dangers among false brethren, been in labor and hardship through many sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure, apart from such external things, there's the daily pressure of me for the concern of all the churches. Do you hear what Paul's gone through for the gospel of Jesus Christ? Paul made it his mission to never take the gospel where it had already been preached. When he went into locations, he knew he was going to be scourged and beaten for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And yet in the book of Philippians, he says, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Paul had a great passion and zeal for Jesus Christ because he saw God working in ways like he would have never seen before. Lives were being saved. Wait till we get to the first episode of Philippians and you begin to see what God did in building that church through the, through the ministry and obedience of Paul. Paul wasn't even supposed to go to Philippi, but the Holy Spirit took him there and God did amazing things. And when we step out and we see God working in our lives, we're going to see amazing things happen and it ignites our passion. And it does when we face suffering and persecution as well. Do you know what Paul called all of this in Philippians? He says, my circumstances. <laughs> this is worked out for the better of my circumstances. The gospel is going forward. Uh, all of these things that we see, this, this gospel uh, moving forward with suffering, call calls, calls it momentary light affliction for an eternal weight of glory. So here's the reality as we wrap up this final episode in, Philippians, in uh, Ignite Your Passion for God. I'm already thinking Philippians. As we wrap up the final session, we need to be people who are willing to step out of our comfort zones for the gospel of Jesus. We need to be uncomfortable. And I promise when we go into places that we are uncomfortable, we are going to face persecution. And you, you're, you will either have fight or flight mentality. I'm telling you, you want to be the one who stays to fight. Why? Because the one who endures will be saved. So how do you ignite your passion? Get out there, not just serving in the church, but go to the uncomfortable places where you know 
that you will face suffering and persecution for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Maybe someone will yell at you. They'll say they hate you. Maybe they'll try and beat you and arrest you and take you down. And then when all of that's done, you look back and you go, man, that's so cool. I was worthy to suffer for the gospel of Jesus Christ. You'll get so excited about that, you'll want to keep going. We're living in a culture right now that so desperately needs Jesus. And Jesus has called you and given you the opportunity to go out into the world and populate heaven and plunder hell. So we need to do it. We need to to beat off all of this apathy that's on our bodies. We need to tear it away, and we need to just really go after the Lord. Go with all our heart, our soul, and all our mind. We need to see that God is working in our lives through the Word of God, through our prayer life, through worship, through serving, and then through our suffering. God is at work. And when we see all of these things happening in our lives, we're going to be so on fire for Jesus. We're going to be so excited at what God is doing in the midst of our ministries that we're going to want to do more and more and more. This is the call upon our lives to go out, serve, and the promise is all Christians will suffer because of his name. Father, we do thank you for the time that you have given us in your word today. We pray that as we think about how we can be people of action to take the gospel out into the world, we see that we live in this world that so desperately needs you. Father, I pray that you would guard our hearts and you would protect us, that we would be people of courage that would go out with the gospel, willing to to face suffering and persecution for the purpose of your mission, knowing that the Holy Spirit dwells within us, and at the proper time, we will be given the words that we need to say and we need to answer for. Give us the strength to be able to, to take on the suffering. Help us to remember the promises that come from your word for those who endure until the end. Lord, use us to make an impact in Canada. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Unlocking the Truth, a podcast by Preset Ministries Canada. Be sure to visit our website, presetministries.ca, to find a Bible study class or workshop that will give you the tools to know God deeply and live differently.